0: Awesome. Good morning, good morning. Um, I just want to correct something. Uh, This week as we were preparing our sermons, three separate sermons, we sat down and talked and we were like, oh no, these are like three points of one sermon that three different people are sharing. And so I just want to bless and pray for the sermon that I gave the privilege of speaking with um, Jagan and Rose this morning. Father God, I just pray that every word that is spoken from this stage today, every encounter that happens at the barbecue after would just be seasoned with your grace, with your amazing presence. I pray for those at home as they are spending time in community with their families, God, that you would speak to them through these messages, that you would encourage our hearts this morning. And I pray again that you would just bless Paul and Ruth as they go. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, the first thing I wanna say to you, church, is um, you got dressed wrong this morning. And no, I don't mean your clothing. You look great. As Joel said, every week it gets better and better. But what I am saying is that when we got up this morning, we put on some stuff. We forgot to put on some stuff. Maybe we even put some stuff on in the wrong places. And the stuff that I'm talking about today is the armor of God, the character of God. This armor that is laid out for us in Ephesians for us to put on is the foundation of our Christian life. However, I've noticed in my own life and a lot of other people's lives that so often we can pick and choose which ones to wear and we end up walking out in the world as half protected, half equipped, half dressed Christians and God wants more for us. And I just want to say, as Paul and Ruth were speaking, I'm like, man, they have the armor of God. They have the full armor on, and they are going. So if you want a practical example of someone's life, talk to them after the service. Speak to them. Ask them about their journey, because it will inspire you. So church, let's let's open the Bible. So if you have your Bibles, or your phones, or however you read the word, we're going to turn to Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 to 17. Ephesians chapter 6, verse 10 to 17. And I think it should pop up on the screen. The scripture says, Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the schemes of the devil. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of darkness, against evil spiritual forces in the heavens. For this reason, take up the full armor of God so that you may be able to resist the evil in the day. And having prepared everything to take your stand... Stand, therefore, with truth like a belt around your waist, righteousness like armor on your chest, and your feet sandaled with the readiness for the gospel of peace. And in every situation, take up the shield of faith which, with which you can extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. Does anyone in this house need to be strengthened today? Sorry. Does anyone here need to be strengthened today? Yes. Yeah. I know I do. I was, I was like, that's a little quiet. Is it just me? But to do that, to be strengthened, as this scripture lays out, as Paul clearly says, we have to put on the full armor of God. Not just the partial armor. Not just a piece here and there. Not just what we're comfortable with, what's easy, what we're used to, but all of it. And you might be asking, okay, so why do we need this armor? And again, I'll point back to the scripture. We need this armor because being a Christian doesn't mean that bad stuff's not going to happen to you. I'm sorry if that's what you thought when you signed up. That's not the truth. That stuff is still going to come at us. The world is still going to come at us. The devil, the flaming arrows of the enemy are still going to come at us. But... We have protection in Christ, in his armor, in his strength. We don't face it alone. And so we need this armor to be covered by God, to be protected, so we can combat them and persevere in our faith. And so that's great. We know why we need this armor. But how? How do we put on this armor that the Bible talks about? Well, I would would encourage you, church, it's just like getting dressed in the morning. You have to be intentional with the day. So whether you wake up and it's raining outside, you're probably going to bring a raincoat with you. You get up and it's really hot like today. I was so close to wearing shorts, but the mosquito bites, you know, they just look too bad. So I didn't want to distract you with that. But we have to be intentional and we have to consistently work at bringing our attention to it. I think so often we spend more time in the morning planning our outfit for the day than we do how we're going to walk with Jesus than putting on the spiritual armor, than equipping ourselves with what the Bible says are the fruits of the Spirit. And I think that it's because it takes a deeper level of self-awareness and it takes a level of intentionality that sometimes we just don't leave space for in the morning or we've never tried it, so we don't know what it's like. And sometimes it's just not comfortable for us to do. And I don't know about you church but some mornings it is so easy to leave my house with the helmet of salvation on and forget everything else and just go I am saved walk my life do my day it's comfortable it's easy it doesn't ask anything of me I just live my life I'm a Christian I'm saved I'm good I walk my day but I want to encourage you that Jesus has so much more for us and he asks more of us. And this armor, though, it's not physical like clothing, obviously. It's not like I put on this gray shirt today. Um, the scripture here is using figurative language. It's called an allegory, it uses imagery to explain a really important idea to us. And Paul in Ephesians chapter 4, all the way to chapter 6, is explaining the way believers are to behave. Now that we have this knowledge of Christ, now that we have him in our lives, Paul's saying, this is how you live that out, with the full armor of God. And as I was reading this scripture, as I was meditating on it, um, I couldn't, I was constantly drawn to Galatians. So again, if you have your Bibles with me, let's jump into Galatians chapter five, verse 19 to 21. Chapter five, Verse 19 to 21. And I just want you to try and listen for some similarities. It's Paul writing to us again. And he says, Now the works of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, moral impurity, promiscuity, idolatry, sorcery, hatred, strife, jealousy, outbursts of anger, selfish ambitions, dissensions, factions, envy, drunkenness, carousing, and anything similar. And I'm warning you about these things as I warned you before that those who practice such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. And to me, when I, when I read that, I'm like, "Well, oh, those are the schemes of the devil. This is the fact that our battle isn't against flesh and blood. It's not against each other, but it's against these rulers, these authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil and spiritual forces in the heavens. But Paul doesn't just talk about what we should not do. He also outlines how we're supposed to live. And so if we continue on, chapter 5, verses 22 to 26 in Galatians, he says, But the fruit of the Spirit is love. It's joy. It's peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. The law is not against such things. Now, those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. And if we live by the Spirit, let us also keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking one another and envying one another. And I think that what Paul is explaining here in these two different sections of scriptures is absolutely foundational. To our faith and that's that we have to put on the things of God to live these ways that it's by our own will we can't do this we can't walk this Christian walk the yoke is not light when we're trying to go alone and go our own way we have to take some things off in order to put on what God has called us to put on we gotta take some stuff off church we have to, to put on love we have to take off hate. To put on truth, the belt of truth has got to come on. Well, we've got to take off the belt of lies. To put on faith, we have to take off unbelief. And I could go on and on to, to take on the humility of Christ. We have to put off pride. We have to take it off. We have to remove it. We have to shed it from our from our skin. We've got to get it out of our wardrobe. But how? Sounds easy to say, right? You know? Just stop being prideful, you know? Just take it off. Because in our own strength, we may try. I might try to just go, oh, stop that. Stop that, Keaton. (laughs) Stop being so proud. But it's not in our own strength. And it's a daily thing that we have to learn to do. We can't just will ourselves to be better Christians. We can't just will ourselves to wear this armor. You have to actively surrender those things to God, to put them off and pick up what God has for you. You have to replace it with something else. And this has to become a daily practice. Because if I'm honest, church, sometimes, you know, those things that we've put off, they just feel good, you know? Like that sweater of gossip that just is warm, you know, that belt of deceit, that sort of offense when you're mad at somebody, you just want to take that. It just feels good sometimes. Sin can feel good sometimes. They feel familiar. Those things that we took off and we put in Jesus's laundry hamper, we said, it's yours. We put it at his feet. They begin to call us back. They say, remember how easy it was to just hate remember how hard it is to love people oh man especially those who don't agree with you who you don't like you have to love them that's way too hard let's just put on the sweater of hate that's way easier to be mad at people all the time but god calls us to have more we have to resist that urge and we have to actually become more comfortable in the armor than we are in those old patterns of life we have to be so familiar with, oh, this is what it feels like to love even when I'm a little angry at somebody or when I'm mad or they've hurt me rather than so quickly grabbing those things, the sins that so easily ensnare us. It has to be our first knee-jerk reaction is to reach for God and reach for what, what he has for us. Because I've definitely had those days, church, and I'm sure you have too, where you are just... It's like the day is booked from before you even woke up, you had stuff to do. And till you go to bed, you're literally, you're running. There's shopping, there's groceries, there's work, there's kids got to go to soccer. The dog's got to go for a walk. There's just a million things. And by the end of the day comes, you, you lay down and you're like, oh, hey, God. Yeah, we have a relationship. Sorry about that today. I started the day off and I just kind of got caught up in the busyness of it. And I know, church, that in those days, especially when I'm driving, <laughs> I can feel myself slip into those old habits. When someone's in the left lane going just under the speed limit, and I'm like, come on, move over, please. I can slip into anger and frustration so much quicker than if I was intentional that morning of saying, okay, God, I'm gonna put on love today. I'm gonna put on those fruits of the spirit so that when the enemy comes to tempt me, I'm like, oh, please, please. I've got my armor on. I'm not gonna fall for those, those lies that you're trying to, to get me to believe. But if I go out in the world as a half-dressed, half-protected Christian, it's a lot harder. It's a lot more difficult to live the way Christ calls us to live. And it doesn't have to be that hard. It just takes intentionality. And an illustration that came to me as I was um, studying this is it talks about the shield of faith, right? And when, in, in, you know, ancient times when you would fight with shields, um, you have to lift up the shield to block the attack, you know? You don't just strap your shield on your back and you run into battle. You're like, I really hope if an arrow comes, it'll hit right there and not anywhere over here that's completely exposed. You actually have to pick it up. And simply knowing the difference between right and wrong, simply just having only the belt of truth on Knowing what is good and what's bad for you is not the same as picking it up and using it for Jesus. That's the same as knowing, yeah, the shield on my back will protect me. It will if I pick it up and I use it to block the attacks that are coming my way. And the same thing applies to our spiritual life, church. That there takes a level of intentionality of an action of faith that we have to step out in Jesus in obedience to God's call requires submission of our will to God's will. And it requires partnering with the Holy Spirit in everything we do. And a really practical example happened in my own life this week. Um, I was driving to a meeting that I had for work. And my dad, uh, he had this buddy, and he's like, hey, um, he would love you to do his wedding. I've never met this person. I'm like, okay, are they a Christian? Kind, you know, he has, he grew up, but you know, not really engaged. I'm like, okay, great. Well, I'll, I'll have a meeting with them. I'll let him know that I'm a Christian minister. So, uh, what I say, I I pray and I bless the marriage in Jesus' name. And um, and as I'm driving to this meeting with these people I don't know, I just started to feel really anxious, like. Ooh, what if they don't like me? What if I'm too Christian? You know, what if, what if they say no? They wanna go with like a non-Christian minister, like to my face, that would feel kinda, you could just text me that, please. You know, <laughs> don't say it to my face. But as I'm driving and I'm feeling this way, I stopped and went, wait a second, what's going on right now? And I, I took a second, and I went, God, I take off fear. I, I take off feeling like I'm not enough, inadequacy. I take off the anxiety that I'm, I'm sensing right now. God, I put on your strength. I put on your truth that whatever happens, God, it's your will. And so I put that on. I'm, I enter this situation with you and you alone as my guiding sign. And immediately, and I'm not saying this will happen every time you do this, <laughs> I felt a sense of peace. I felt like this isn't on my shoulders anymore. I've laid this down. I've taken this off of my shoulders and given it to Jesus so church, I wanna really encourage you that as Paul says, and I know this scripture isn't on the screen, but he says in Galatians 5, chapter, verses 16 to 17, he says, I say then, walk by the spirit and you will certainly not carry out the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is against the spirit and the spirit desires what is against the flesh. These are opposed to each other so that you do not do what you want. And so, tomorrow morning, every morning, even in the middle of the day, if you feel like, I forgot my breastplate of righteousness today, I just, I I encourage you, take a second, put off the other things. Put off the old man and begin to put on the armor of God because I know (laughs) that Jesus will walk with you and that your day will go a lot smoother even in the chaos, because he's there with you, protecting you. So that's my encouragement for you this morning, church.